the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today. It is Friday. The exciting thing is it's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. We can change the subject, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. If you're new to our show, normally what we do is we take the issues of the day, the news of the day, and we look at it from a Christian perspective. And so we do that. We'll take your calls about news events, and we'll talk about those things most times. And uh, we have lots of interviews and lots of other things. On Friday, we let you pick the topic, and we'll change the subject. I got some topics. I got some things in the stack we might get to, but we got a lot of calls. So uh, because it's Friday, I want to get to you here, and uh, let's do that. Uh, Janice and Torrance, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, guy, you took me quick. Um, my name is Janice. Florence, California. My question is, Pastor Scott, I, I, uh, I go to a charismatic church where there's healing and um, prophecy, and I, I'm comfortable with it. I've been healed before, uh, but I started to go to a home group near me, and uh, there was, I think, some false teaching. I haven't got to talk to a pastor before, but what happened is the first the first time I went, there was a man who had to sit there and with her eyes closed for about 20 minutes. And um, he would, you know, he was supposed to lead us into going to heaven and seeing Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, you know, hardly anybody went. And I thought, okay, Janice, he's just a weirdo. But then the next week I went, and, and it was a man who, um, you know, I guess he has a reputation for leading people to the Lord and Africa and all that. But um, he said that he did a healing service in a church, and he walked by, and everybody got healed. And then he said, well, you know, then I decided to use a 10-month-old baby with the dad walking with the baby, holding the baby by, you know, his hands or her hands, and everybody got healed. Then he did a dog, and I said, that's it. You know? <laughs> he healed the dog? But, you know, I, I bet he yeah, didn't heal a cat, though, dog, because who would? I'm no, just, I'm just kidding. Heal the dog, they healed the whole audience. Uh-huh. You know, he healed the audience three times. And so with both times, you know, I was very respectful, and I'm 69, and I know the Word of God, and I, you know, and uh, they couldn't convince me, and I really care about this church, so I, I wrote a very, because I get nervous if I talk sometimes, yeah. and I, so I wrote a very nice, succinct letter to the pastor, and he, you know, he didn't answer me. He took my tithe, but he didn't answer me, and then he, uh, uh, I talked to a person in the group who it was kind of like going to back me up on, you know, he thought it wasn't scriptural either. So I finally ran into him after months and he said, you know, I'm going to talk to the pastor. So I get this kind of milk toast letter from the pastor. Well, you know, it's not my style, but he never addressed the thing going to heaven because I know he does it with his kids. And, you know, I, I started to look things online and as much as I love this church, I, I don't think I should go. Mm. I mean, I think, 
this Sunday I should go someplace else because nobody's listening to this old lady. Yeah. You know? You know, Janice, my thought is that you are, because you're looking at it in going to Scripture and you're getting that response, I think that that's the appropriate way to do it, as you can say, is this in Scripture? Is there anything in this that I should say? And you're feeling like the answer is no, and I would agree with you. There's nothing scriptural about what's happening in that small group. And there are, okay. there are, and I've, I've seen this. I've had to address this as a pastor. And uh, it's hard because usually the people doing it feel like they're having some kind of experience. In fact, uh, yeah. one person gave me a, a video one time of this kind of thing. And it was super weird, super unscriptural and yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. um, Exactly, kind of as you're describing it. So my sense is the sense that you have that you should look somewhere else. I would, my view is that's probably the actual Holy Spirit saying that yeah. I want you somewhere else. And I think that in a kind way you could let the pastor know that because maybe the pastor is afraid to address this person. Uh, sometimes what well, happens? Yeah, obviously. Well, yeah. the pastor's about forty something, and they, these guys are my age, and it's like I think they got. They need attention. I don't think, you yeah, know. Yeah, and they're they into something uh, that is not scriptural. You know, how is this well, making think, disciples? How is this uh, growing? Right. In, there's no place in the Bible where it says you should do this. Um, no, and I, when I was researching, I found that, you know, they were getting this from Redding, California. Uh-huh. And uh, so, you know. The place yeah. in Redding, California that you're talking about, we should keep in mind that they tried to cast out the coronavirus with the staff of Gandalf from the Lord of the Rings. I'm not even joking you about know, that. You can you can look me. it up. Okay, I'm going to Calvary Chapel on Sunday. Well, I appreciate it. God bless you, Pastor. God bless you, Janice. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557. That, folks... This is why we got to be in our Bible. I try to keep things, as you know, you know, there's, there's, I believe in the idea that Christians can disagree about a lot of stuff. Um, but you always have to go into the scriptures and say, does this match the, what's being described in the scriptures or does it go beyond that? And if it goes beyond that, why? And what's it doing? And is it bringing people to Christ? Is it making people trust the Scriptures more, trust Jesus more? Are people growing in their faith? This is why we we have the Scriptures. This is why the the doctrine about the Scripture being the Word of God matters a lot. And because if you don't do that, then pretty soon I'm not even making it up. Remember that? Do you remember that, Wilbert? I think we did a thing on this show with the guys uh, trying to cast out the corona. Was it the coronavirus with the the staff of Gandalf? It was something like that. You know, that Gandalf from the Lord of the Rings, they got up with what they claimed was the staff of Gandalf, and they said, coronavirus, you shall not pass. What's wrong with that? Well, what's wrong with it is it's crazy. And obviously, we still got the COVID going on. And that there's nothing about that that is Christian or that says anything to a culture that desperately needs Christ right now. And uh, you don't need to put up with that. I could go off on that. But uh, we got a bunch of calls. It is Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557, I know. It's just, uh, there's so many, so much going on, you know, with all of that. California's in trouble. California's in trouble. I know. We're in a lot of trouble. 888-528-2557, Shelly in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, yes, hello, Pastor Scott. Hi, Shelley. Um, in response to uh, 
a caller earlier regarding a female uh, being um, a, a speaker of a, to a congregation. Well, um, I want to say that Jesus himself ordained the first female to deliver the word that he was alive. That was Mary at the site of the uh, the grave site. Yes. The tomb. Yeah, so I think from there, uh, it, it could be uh, construed as, um, you know, as, as a way of accepting women into the ministry. Well, some people probably make that connection. And, you know, I think that whatever you think about this issue about uh, pastors and who can be that, you cannot deny that the New Testament and the ministry of Jesus elevates women constantly. Uh, in a culture that lowers women even more than anybody else, right? More than we would now, even. Uh, and Christianity, whatever you think on that issue, even if you think that uh, there shouldn't be women ordained as uh, pastors, you still have to be uplifting women because the scriptures are very clear uh, on that. And uh, thank you, Shelley, for your call. You know, something that's uh, in the news right now. And uh, we may get into this a little bit more. It gets us into the weeds of kind of the, some of the Trump trials, right, and stuff. But the the district attorney from Georgia, Fannie Willis is her name, uh, is now getting in a lot of trouble because apparently she hired her boyfriend uh, who is married to or was or is still married to somebody else and paid him $650,000 and they've been going on trips. And that guy's meeting with the White House about this case. It's a whole – it's a mess. It's probably going to blow up that case. Uh Without getting into those details, one of the issues that's interesting is is people are were asking this question. I had this conversation this morning with somebody here. Is what is if if a married man has is has a, a woman that he's dating who's not his wife? It's his mistress, right? But what's the what's the mistress for a, if it's a man? If it's a woman who's single, Fanny Willis is single, who is dating a married man? What is he? And. Uh, is he a, is he a, a is he a masters is he mister misteress what is he you know how, what's the name for that you know the first thing that came to my mind was that well it's probably like stud it's probably something positive because even in our world today words that we have that describe women who are doing things uh, immorally versus men who are doing the same thing immorally in the sexual sense they're a lot more positive for men aren't they than they are for women that you know that's just part of what it is and i think one of the reasons that scripturally the the man's role is to lay down his life you know for his wife is to lift her up right because society is pushing her down that that is always been the case even in a time like today when women have a lot more rights in the united states than anywhere else uh it is still the way things are viewed uh that is not saying that uh, you change the order of authority in the house or the church or anything like that but whatever you think on those issues you know, you have to acknowledge that society still, re, you know, that this is why men are gentlemen, right? This is why, you know, I think that the man should get the door. Like maybe as a lady, you don't like that very much, but uh, because you're, I don't know what you are, but it was, it would be different, right? If the guy were to stand by your car door and stand there and demand that you open the door, I don't think people would see that the same way. Right. If you husbands or or men who are dating women and you go into a restaurant, 
you should walk behind her. You let her sit down. You get the chair for her if that's the thing, and uh, you let her sit down and you be gentlemanly to her. And if that bothers you because you think it's not equality, well, then reverse it. Imagine the guy just storms in by himself, leaves her behind. She's walking in behind. She has to get her own door. He sits down before she does all of that. Well, he looks like a pig, you know, and there's a reason for that. Uh, It's because there is a difference between men and women, and the man needs to be the gentleman. That's I definitely agree with that. You agree with that? You guys are younger in there. So full disclosure, uh, I've been with my girlfriend almost two years, and it wasn't until about a year in that she let me know that. Uh, I should probably still be doing that. Yes. <laughs> because uh, I didn't do it the first couple dates. Yeah. And she, I guess a year in, she finally got comfortable and she was like, you know, that annoyed me when we first got together. And she said, yeah, you didn't uh, open the car door for me on her first date. Ah, but she stayed with you. She stayed with me. I'm All a right. nice guy, I guess. Yeah, well, she sees through that you are a gentleman, but uh, that doesn't give you the excuse to not be a gentleman. Yeah, so she called me out for it and uh, she still doesn't let me live that down. See, I think that there is a a public acknowledgement, not that it's about other people seeing, but it says something when the guy is respectful to her and lifts her up. And it's and part of the reason is because society is pushing her down. Very true. You know, no matter what you want to say about it. And so part of our job as men with our ladies is to lift them up and be that gentleman. And uh, I think that matters. Good for your girlfriend. Yes, she, I, I will let her know you agree with her. Yes, and I tell her I already like her. All right, 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. It's Open Line Friday. As you can tell, we'll talk about just about uh, just about anything. 888-528-2557. Samson in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Samson. You still there with us? All right, yeah. so, go ahead, Samson. Sorry you've okay. been on hold so long. Uh, that's all right. Um uh... The question budgets on the same thing everybody else is asking about the uh, why not allowing a woman to be ordained in the church. Your answer was based on culture, which I didn't see too well. Uh, see, I'm from Nigeria, and, and I work with uh, many missionaries. Uh, most of them were women, and they are very, very uh, forefront, knowledgeable in the Bible, and hard working. Now, being a missionary is different than being ordained a pastor in the church. Uh, the two areas you quoted for us to look at didn't really clearly tell me why a woman should not be ordained a pastor. I just want a little bit of more clarification. I know you've had two other calls regarding this issue. Yeah. Well, part of what I was addressing is that on this show, we're not going to, there's volumes written on this subject from different sides, right? So we're, we're not, and she was asking what are some of the verses that people use from either side. So I, that's why I just gave her some verses and I didn't get much into it. Um, yeah, I did. And, you know, sure. something that you notice about women missionaries, if there weren't women missionaries, we may not have missionaries, Uh and particularly oh, yeah. in modern in modern movements, women have been incredible uh, exactly. with that. So you're right to to notice that and to mention that. It really, I think, the whole issue comes down to in a a gathering of people, a local congregation. However, a church is structured. Is there biblical uh, direction to say that uh, the male needs to be the person in ultimate authority? 
or is that something that is not being taught or that depends on the specific situation, right? So it's not about gifts or using your gifts or ministry. It's about the structure of the family or the structure of an actual congregation in leadership. Is that is the scripture instruction specifically about how that church will function properly? Um, and that would be that would be where that conversation you know goes to people will still disagree um on that but it it is it's about what's best for the ministry so there are some contexts where you probably should not do something that might be completely acceptable but because that culture may not accept it so you then don't do it uh because you want the gospel to be first and foremost does that make sense I- it makes sense, except, uh, you know, Joyce Meyer? I know you watch Yeah, Joyce Meyer, I know who she is. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, she's a very effective uh, uh, Christian. And, uh, also, some people are using the, uh, um, I won't call it argument, but the point that when Jesus Christ was in the world, he chose 12 disciples, and all of them are men. So women are not uh, uh, really meant for leadership role in evangelism. I don't agree with that at all. I think anybody who is gifted, according to the gift from the Lord, they should serve in the church or serve anywhere else in propagating the gospel. That's the way I look at it. All right. Well, like I said, there's a lot of people who have different opinions. What I want people to do is go to the Bible, and I want people to use their gifts. And, And probably when you get down to it, we're really talking about, you know, one or two roles in the church with respect to who's responsible at the end of the day. And uh, it's probably a lot more narrow of a discussion, really. All right, I got to take some other calls. I appreciate your call, Samson. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Natalia, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. I'm, I just want to say I'm really grateful for everyone's input, and I've been listening for about 20 minutes on hold. But You've been on hold a long time. Thank you for holding. It's okay. I understand everybody wanted to share what they felt the Lord leading them to say. Um, I have studied the subject of, like, women in ministry, and I'm a woman in ministry. And what the Lord spoke to me in Ephesians 4 it says, uh, verse 11 through 13, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And prior to that, in verse 9, it says that he gave gifts to humanity. In verse 8, actually, yeah. he gave gifts to his people, and that includes males and females. So, And those gifts are evangelism, prophecy, pastoring. So although I do believe that there is a role for the man and the woman, at the end of the day, the bigger picture is we're doing the will of God. And I believe God has anointed both males and females to work together. Um, so if you have like a husband pastor and the woman is gifted in leadership as well, they work together, yielding to one another, submitting to one another in humility and doing the work of God. But we have to use our gifts. We can't be stunted because of culture's perception on how far women can go. And I think when Paul said that, and I, you know, the Lord knows my heart. I love Paul and I love a lot of his 
uh, letters to the Romans and Galatians and whatnot. But I do believe that he's still a man. He was still a man. And when Jesus said in Genesis that the two become one flesh, there is an understanding of oneness. So there is no greater or less than. And I believe that if, if we just open our hearts a little bit more to understand that it's not that women want to rule over men, it's that we want to walk in the gifting that God has given us and not be limited and, and bless God and bless the body of Christ. And the men can also benefit from that. They can benefit from the insight that God has given us as we benefit from their insight and their wisdom that's from God. So that's where I wanted to come in and just say that I do believe in women pastoring. But again, this is not to knock men off of the leadership role. We're not trying to usurp uh, a male's role, but we do want to walk in our own authority in Christ as well, just like. Uh, Deborah did. She was a judge and a prophetess, um, just like Queen Esther did. And she was a queen of an entire nation. And I'm sure she led alongside her husband, who was king, led people. Yeah. So at Natalia, the end of the day, I'm, it's about pointing people to Christ. Yeah, I'm about to come up to a break. I appreciate your call. You know, one of the words you use yeah. there that is so important in this whole discussion is humility. Because I think mm-hmm. that where it goes off the rails from everybody's perspective is as soon as you lose humility. You know, and it becomes something that's not focused on the Lord, but focused on something else. Uh, Thank you very much for your call and calling the Pastor Scott Show. You're welcome. All right, 888-528-2557. Terry, I'll get your call when we come back. Isaac and Kelly and others. It's Open Line Friday. The number is 888-528-2557. You can follow me right now on social media at Pastor Scott Show, Instagram, Facebook, and X. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Open line Friday, 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show. Terry, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Terry. Can you turn your radio down so we can hear you better? There you go. Can you turn the radio down? Okay, how's that? All right, go ahead. Um, the uh, third temple uh, news page says uh, third temple is accelerating on its construction, and they've got the red heifer from Texas and Israel. I can't hear you too well, but it sounds like you're talking about the uh, third temple. Oh, I lost you. There he goes. I don't know what he was gonna what he was gonna say. He's been on hold a long time. Poor guy. He's gone. Uh, if he was talking about the third temple right there, he's probably talking about you know in Israel. Some people believe that the the second temple is is what remains of the temple that was ultimately destroyed in AD seventy. And on top of it, right now, on, on a big part of it is the Dome of the Rock uh, in Israel. And some people believe that a third temple will actually be built. Um, on that ground one day, and that would be a sign of Jesus' coming. 888-528-2557. Isaac in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello, Pastor Scott. Hi, Isaac. I'm Los Angeles. Remember me? Are you YouTube Isaac? Yeah, I'm YouTube Isaac. All right, YouTube Isaac. What's on your mind today? Well, I'll try to be as brief as possible. I know you're limited in time. Last Sunday, I was getting ready to go to church, and I saw some flyers in the building I live in uh, 
for uh, Jehovah Witnesses. And uh, that was the second time. So I said, Lord, what do I do? Do I be respectful and take the flyers and down or leave them up and respect a person's right to put up flyers? What do I do? And it seemed like to me the Lord said to me, Merry Christmas. I don't know. But anyway, I took the flyers down. You did, huh? Uh, because I, I, I don't want anyone to get into a cult, and I don't want to get into a long argument about, if, are you a cult? of course you're a cult, because they don't believe that in the Trinity. They don't believe that, that Jesus is God. So I want to know, get some feedback from you. What do you think uh, a Christian should do in a situation like that? I mean, that? is it right to take the signs down? Yeah. Are they posting those signs with permission from your building in like an appropriate way? Did they go through, you know, some buildings have a place where you can post stuff, but there's rules about it. Were they doing that? I really don't think they got permission. Like I I have a one man gospel musical play that I do called Heaven Can't Wait No More. Not no more, no more. You can see part of it on YouTube. Now the manager of the building, she allowed me to do my play and the, um, community room, free of charge. She allows me to put in my flyers, but I got permission from her first. I yeah. didn't just put it up. So, Well, you could also put up a, uh, invite people to a Bible study and put that flyer up right next to theirs. That would be another way to do it. You know, if a, if a resident has a right to post something, you know, they've gone through a procedure or stuff like that, you don't want to get in trouble, you know, I think by by doing that. I understand what you're doing. I'd probably take it down, too, to be honest with you. That's probably what I would do. But at the same time, I might not. If it's, if it's on a certain, you know, if they have a right to do it, then maybe what's better is that you just put up something that guides people to the truth and pray about that and be there for the people in your building. That's a very, very good idea. I could also write on what I put up, the Jehovah's Witnesses are a cult, and then you can't get to heaven being a Jehovah Witness. Well, you pray about how to best handle that, okay, in your building, and you be ready. The people in your building are people who know you, so you're not just some guy who calls the Pastor Scott Show who's been on YouTube. You're a guy who they know where you live, they know the way you live your life, they know who you are, so your testimony to people in that building is is very real, right? They know who you are. They know whether or not you believe in Jesus or not for real. And so how you handle it, I think, matters greatly uh, for those people who live in that area. And they've come to, some of them have come to my show in the building, and they, they told the good that it's yeah. uh, of the Lord. Let me just say one thing, and I'll get off the phone. You said earlier, I forgot who you were talking to, you said, uh, now forgive me if I don't quote you exactly, people need to read their Bible. That's what you said, right? I say that all the time. Yeah, they say the Bible says, my people professing themselves to be wise have become fools. We're destroyed for lack of knowledge. So I don't want people to think I'm me, some ogre type of guy. I, I love the, the Bible. I love Jesus. I love everybody. But I speak the truth. My ministry is based on Ephesians 4.15. I speak the truth in love, and I grew up in Jesus Christ and all things. Yeah. Because you know, we don't know when he's coming back. We need to be ready. You don't. And you know what you have to offer that your Jehovah's Witness friends don't offer is hope, because actually in that faith there's there's no hope. And you've got the hope no. of resurrection in Christ, and I would focus there because that's something that people are looking for. And thank you for having courage to say that. You know how many leaders would never say that? Yeah, well, never say that. I'll but say they, it. I'll I, say, you know what, you're probably not part of the 144,000, so you have no hope. So what's the point? Because <laughs> yeah, people come to my door, and I invite them in, and I'll say, you know, 
uh, to my Mormon friends, when I get my own planet, I'm going to run it into the ground. They look at me horrified, but I'm like, well, that's what your thing says. Let's talk about it. All right. That's probably not very nice, but uh, it opens the door to some conversation. Isaac, appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Kelly and Rancho, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott, how you doing? I'm good, Kelly. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, you know, I just happened by your program for the first time today. Oh, welcome. And so you're a first-time caller. You get the fanfare. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you. We're glad you're here. Listener. Well, um, I'm, and I thought you, I thought you sounded kind of like Pastor's perspective, but kind of with a down-to-earth twist to it, maybe. Well, we try to be just okay. just have a lot of fun together and serious about serious things. Yeah, for sure. And okay, so this is serious, but okay, okay. My question—it's really a question to God, but um, but I'll ask you. Since man is created in the image of God, and Adam seemed to need a helper or a partner on Earth, well, like where's God's lady? <laughs> Does God have <laughs> a wife? Yeah, it sounds dumb or trite, you know, but I think it's very telling that the Bible says that we um, were not given in marriage in heaven. That's right. I'm a widow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It hurt my feelings a little bit, but... um, About not being married in heaven? Yeah. I was like, well, why not? (laughs) Anyway, but... You know, one of the things I would say to that is that when you're when you're in heaven, we don't know exactly what it's going to look like, right? Our relationships with other people. We're going to have them. I think you're going to know uh, people that you've lost in heaven. Uh, but in heaven, all of your needs are met through Christ. So right. part of the, the help meet thing is is complete in, in heaven. And maybe there's something else that God has in mind for that. And you know what I would say in... Uh, response to your question there is that God is, it's hard to understand the Trinity, but uh, three persons in one, right? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so this Mm -hmm. biblical idea is that he is in relationship with himself that way. And so it's not like husband and wife, but it is a communion of, of persons in one, right? It's not an arrow's love, but like right. it's a it's a different he's God and we're not. So being in the image of God doesn't make us God. So we're not going to be God. We're not going to become God. That's not Thank what goodness. that that yeah. I don't want that job, actually. No. Um and uh so it's important to realize that being made the image of God doesn't mean that we're going to become God or that we should be just like God or that our our ontological makeup is going to be like God. That's a little more Mormon. Right. Yeah, right. And we don't believe that at all. We are we are the creature made by God in order to have fellowship with him. And we have similarities and we have intellectual capacity and uh, we have the ability to be relational. And so much about the scripture actually is about God being with us. That's what he wanted in in Genesis. That's what he did at the uh, in the temple, it's what he did when Jesus came. It's what he does with the Holy Spirit. And the goal at the end is that we will be with Jesus. He wants to be with us. It's and uh, and that's a great, great thing. We will not be alone, and we're never alone now. Well, thank you. I, I, I know, I mean, there's nothing lacking in God or anything like that. So obviously, if you needed a wife, you'd have one, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> I was just wondering your take on it because I, I appreciate your 
your perspective. Well, thank you. I hope that that's helpful, Kelly. There's probably somebody who wrote a book about it, but, uh, you know, um, thank you for listening. We're on every day on this station from three to five. I'll be listening. Thank you. All right. Every single day. All right. Plus, you can find us on uh, social media at Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Terry, you're back. Uh, you were talking about the third temple. Is that right? Yes, sir. All right. Go ahead real quick. It says it gets rebuilt a couple of times. There's uh, several third temple news pages. And I think it really does good because it helps us uh, increase our faith. That and the Gog and Mogog maps and uh, images. And uh, also there's uh, uh, Red Sea crossing pictures and images. Yeah, there's 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 some interesting things out there, Terry, and we're going to go to a break. I know you've been on hold for a long time, but, you know, as Bible prophecy begins to take shape and we begin to see it, um, you get—I um, think it does help your faith. There's different beliefs people have. I, per, I specifically—I wouldn't—I'm not going to stake my flag in it, but I think there's going to be a third temple. I think somehow it's going to get built. There is, and there's reason to believe that, ultimately— um, you know, in, in as far as what's really happening, there's people who've already built in Israel right now, and there's a lot of stories like this that aren't true, okay? But this one is true. There are people out there who have actually built all of the the worship tools that are going to go into a new temple should one be built one day. Like, they're ready to move in, should that ever happen. Um, it's going to take a really big war, probably, or a really big change of thought from... Uh, um, Islam, because it would destroy the the mosque that's sitting there that uh, is actually the source of a lot of the conflict that we got all uh, going on right now. Lots to that story. All right, the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, Open Line Friday. We'll be back for our final segment as the Friday edition continues. You can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just look for the Pastor Scott Show and follow me on social media right now at Pastor Scott Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Final segment. Hey, I got something for you here. So I'm going to I'm gonna take a last call that's on here for Open Line Friday. But uh, we're going to give away a couple of tickets. Would you like to go to the premiere, the premiere of The Chosen Season 4 at the Ace Theater and Hotel in downtown Los Angeles next Wednesday, the 17th? Would you like to go to this? We're going to give away two pairs in just a minute. So you stay with us as uh, as we get that geared up and uh, how we're going to do it. All right, let's go back to the phones here. Richard in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Richard. What's on your mind? Hey, I wanted to say, first of all, apparently you had a great mother, because when you talked about that story, there were three boys and one girl in my household growing up, and that was a ritual. When the maid came, we all knew we were going to have to start cleaning up. Oh, that's right. We, my mom made us clean the whole house before the housekeeper showed up. <laughs> exactly. Fast forward, she's 91 years old, all four kids are still here. We make sure we don't go by her house the night before or the morning of, because if we do, she's going to make us do the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. Yeah. All right. Two observations. Firstly, 
that story about Bonnie Willis, don't fall for that. I know you work for Salem. They give you certain things to report. That She well, has done numerous RICO cases. She's doing one with this rapper and gangster. They've been doing that for about a couple of years. That story already ran. It was re- that was reputed. Yeah. Well, so one thing about this story is that if it's true, there'll be there'll be records. If it's not true, there won't be any records. So we'll know for it, sure. It, I'm trying to tell you, it's not true. It's already been refuted. Okay. They're just run again. That's the Republicans how they play things because uh, they know most people are not aware of it. Secondly, what's going on right now? You'll pick it up after the show. Roger Stone in the news. They have tapes of him plotting assassinations of Eric Swalwell and Jerry Nadler, the Democrats. Oh, is that going so on in the news right now? Yeah, I haven't checked anything. Well, I hope that uh, none of that's right true. Now. I worry about that with the, the rhetoric that everybody's got, right, these days and the things that people feel like they have the uh, the right to say, particularly online. You know, even if they don't mean it, somebody might hear it and they mean it, right? I'm on tape, just like Trump is on tape. Just like Trump is creating all this swatting, we got to be fair. We got to be Christians. We got to be discerning. Well, okay. All so right. I, I'll uh, I I play. I'll call the balls and strikes as best that I can on that. Um, and I'll listen. I'll see what the news says on that. Richard, thank you so much about uh, for calling and for sharing that story about your mom. Maybe uh, you can go over there for old time's sake and clean up the house. Yeah, that's why people sometimes. We're a little more astute and work with this stuff. That's why they'll help you, because we're born-again Christian. I know you want to be correct. You're not a wonder guy who's going to be about gossip. But what I'm saying is that's right on the edge of gossip, because that story was refuted. Uh, and there's a group of people who don't want Fanny to stay on that course. But even, oh, yeah. if, that was the, even m- if that was the case and it was true, the only thing that would happen, she would be removed. But another another prosecutor would be appointed. Yep, that so, is very possible. And like I say, you know, on on this particular thing and things like that, there will be records. If there's no records, then there's no case, right? So uh, then you know it's not real. Uh, if it is real, then somebody will produce it. Like you say with these tapes with these other guys, if the tapes, gosh, there's a lot of things that on all sides that people are saying there's tapes, but we never hear the tapes, never see them. Uh, I, I, I'm highly skeptical of tapes unless we actually get to hear it. Well, you okay? Just go uh, go look at TV afterwards, and you'll hear it. All right, All I'll, right I'll check it out. Richard, have All a right, great uh, great weekend. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. All right, everybody. Hey, you know uh, one of the things that has been just a uh, an extraordinary story. We're going to actually have some guests on Monday's show to really talk about this. Is the program The Chosen? Do you watch this program? It's uh, basically a filmed version of uh, the the New Testament. And um, they're coming up on season four. It began as something just on YouTube, right? Just a YouTube thing that people did. But now it is getting into season four, and uh, it's a pretty big deal. And season four is actually going to begin in theaters, and we're going to give away some tickets. So here's what we're going to do. What do you say, uh, Wilbert? Uh, caller seven and ten. Seven and ten. All right, seven and ten. A pair of tickets. You can call now, 888 888-528-2557. The tickets are for the premiere. You get to go to like a red 
carpet premiere, special global, global premiere of season four of The Chosen at the theater at Ace Hotel in downtown Los Angeles on January 17th. That's this Wednesday. And uh, we're going to give away two pairs of tickets to callers 7 and 10 here in just a second, 888-528-2557. And if you don't win or you just want to go or you're not sure if you can make it, you can buy tickets right now at kkla.com. Go to kkla.com and you can purchase tickets right there online to go to a premiere. Have you ever done that before? Wilbert, do you ever go to a uh, oh, he's answering the, the, the calls here. We'll take uh, the winner, caller 7 and 10. All right, on there, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. If it's busy, you can keep calling, and uh, until uh, we'll let you know when we've got uh, those calls. I don't know if you've been to a uh, actual premiere, but it's pretty fun. You get to dress up, uh, and uh, you kind of do. They do the red carpet routine, and and there's people there taking pictures, and you know all of that kind of uh, schmaltzy stuff. But uh, Christy and I went to one uh, last year. It was the uh, premiere of uh, Jesus Revolution, and uh, we had a great time with that. And you know sometimes you get to meet the actors or you meet people who who did stuff on the film. And um, you know one of the things that happens right here in Los Angeles, I think the Chosen is filmed uh, in uh, Alabama. I think it's some production studio down there. Is that right? Am I got that right? Maybe it's Mississippi. Somewhere in the south, there's some production studio where they put this together. But the editing and all of the closing work, all of the, uh, what do you call it at the end? The uh, What's the group, the theater group, the, the people who do... Uh, all the editing and stuff. There's a name for that. Uh, anyway, they do that right here at Kappa Studios. So we're going to hear about that right here in Burbank. All of that got put together. I got to go over there once with those guys and watch them editing it. It's an amazing, um, amazing procedure. And uh, so we're going to talk about that. But in the meantime, you can get your tickets at kkla.com. Just go there right now and click on the Chosen Banner Season 4 in theaters. It comes out in theaters on February 1st, but you can see the premiere next Wednesday on the 17th uh, with, for, with these tickets. We're giving away two right now. I think we already have the winners. I think we've already got them. Am I right? All right, yeah, we got both winners. All right, so thank you, everybody, for calling. I know the lines are busy, and uh, we got just a couple of moments here. If you want to call 888, well, I don't know if you even can now with Open Line Friday because of that. Uh, You know, it is uh, a time that we live in, and we're going to hear about this in a couple of ways, that is new, where I think that with film and movies, we're going to be able to do... Uh, a new, it's it's a new era, I think, of doing, of sharing the gospel through film in ways that are actually really good. There's been a history of that, right? There's movies and there's, uh, you know, the Ten Commandments and uh, the greatest story ever told. Some of those are pretty good. Some of them, uh, they get a little bit off, right? Uh, who was it? Edward G. Robinson in the, the Moses movie? You know, he's not a real character. Was he, did he play Aaron? Some of you remember, remember that guy, you know, where's your Moses now? See, yeah, that guy, he was in one of them. You get to see these big stars in the old, uh, you know, 50s and 60s Bible movies. But, you know, other than that, there hasn't been a lot of really good, high quality Christian movies. Um, you know, The Passion of the Christ was probably the first modern clue that this is a, a way to tell the story. But there is a lot coming out uh, of the ability to do um Christian movies with a Christian message um that are pretty good. 
Jesus Revolution. You can get that, I think, online now. You can buy the DVD. It's out there. And uh, it was a really uplifting movie. There's another movie that just came out over Christmas called I Can, about a softball player who uh, was born with a deformed arm, but she was able to uh, play softball. And there's a lot of drama that has to do with her parents. And uh, she was the result of an adulterous affair. And they were dealing with issues of forgiveness and is God punishing us and whatever. And it's a great story. You can find that on your streaming media, I Can. I think is what it is. All right, we got winners. We, we get to name the winners. Yeah, so uh, it is John and James. John and James yes. are the winners. Now, I'm going to have to uh, clarify something. My boys are named John and James. That's why it was kind of interesting to uh, me. Did they call and win the ticket? Somehow I think I'm not eligible. I don't think you're eligible, but yeah. no, John and James... Uh, his wife spoke for James because he was driving, so they were being safe at least. James is married? Do I get to be a grandpa soon? Yes, I think he I think you do, Scott. You know, my dad always said, Don't get married to get out of college, you know, or don't get married to you get out of grad school. He he just wanted me to make sure I got my education, right? And all of that. And uh but the funny thing is to my kids I'm like, it'd be okay if you got married soon because I'm I'm an old parent and uh, I'd like to be a grandpa. You know, oh, don't, there you go. Don't wait till like in your thirties to have kids like I did. That's too long. I'm gonna be too old to, to even know what's going on there. Everybody, I want to thank you uh, for that. And uh, if you didn't win, you can still get the tickets. Just go to kkla.com and uh, you can get tickets right there for that premiere. It's next Wednesday, the 17th. And, uh, you know, there's other stuff on uh, your radio station's website. If you're listening in San Diego, go to kprz.com and check out your station's website for other shows and events and uh, tickets and special things that uh, are always going on in Los Angeles area. If you're listening on KKLA, that's the LA website. You can do that. And uh, plus, you can always see there's a link right there to the Pastor Scott Show. That's us. And you can watch us on streaming. And a lot of you are doing that now. You watch it sitting at your desk. It's on your computer or something at work. We appreciate that. And uh, we try to pay attention to the fact that we're on camera. Uh, and I don't get to wear the uh, Batman mask or the uh, the Karnak outfit. I also have. Sometimes I would do the show wearing that. But not anymore now that we're on streaming. And we got a lot more coming up. There's some there's some cool stuff happening on the Pastor Scott Show. So you want to make sure you're following us on the podcast. Just look for the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Click subscribe. And on social media, you're probably on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter or X. And uh, we're looking forward to making that experience even you know a lot better and more wholesome for you. Just give us a follow at the Pastor Scott at Pastor Scott Show. Don't go to the Pastor Scott Show. I don't know who that is, but at Pastor Scott Show at Pastor Scott Show. Everybody. It's the Batman theme. I got to go get in the Batmobile and uh, deal with the freeway system out there. And uh, everybody, I hope that you have a great weekend. We're on every day from 3 to 5. We look forward to being with you next week. And we got a great show for you all week long. Lots of guests and lots going on on the Pastor Scott Show. And uh, so give us that follow on social media at Pastor Scott Show. Everybody, have a great night. Drive safe. We'll see you on Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.